0: Welcome to the Bill Kelly Podcast, Critical Discussions in Critical Times. Here's your host, Bill Kelly.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Bill Kelly Podcast, Critical Discussions for Critical Times. I'm your host, Bill Kelly. Good to have you with us today. We're going to spend some time on provincial politics. I know there are so many other things going on on a global basis and, uh, and even well federally, of course, with the prime minister and his uh, head butting with the uh, Pierre poly and others, but some interesting things happening. I mean, right across the country, of course, so you've got Saskatchewan uh, premier uh, Scott Moe with his uh, what's become known as the pronoun controversy, that legislation. Uh, you've got uh, Danielle Smith in Alberta right now, who's trying to opt out of the Canada pension plan. And that's causing all sorts of grief. And uh, here in Ontario, Well, Premier Doug Ford's got his own set of problems, Uh, one, of course, being the Greenbelt legislation and the ongoing investigation. And now we find out an RCMP investigation into that. Uh, And secondarily, and some would suggest that maybe the primarily are the comments of uh, NDP, MPP, Sarah Jama about what was going on with Gaza and the Israelis and uh, the Palestinians. Uh, Some rather controversial comments there, too, and the way that the government has responded to it. Uh, is rather unusual. Uh, joining us to talk about all this is our good friend Richard Brennan, the Badger, uh, who of course covered Queens Park and uh, and Parliament uh, Hill for so many years for the Toronto Star. Uh, Badger, good to have you with us today. Uh, we've we've talked about some of the controversy, some of the crazy things that have gone on. Uh, this is bizarre what's happening in Ontario right now. Uh, the Greenbelt legislation uh, that the government introduced to try to backtrack, I guess, and, and cover their tracks. Uh, is in itself controversial because of uh, the way it was worded and the intent. And we'll get into Sarajama in just a couple of seconds. But what's your read on what you've seen over the last couple of days from the premier?
0: Well, I, Bill, I, I don't know if we cannot get right into Sarajama because she's the person who has changed the channel yeah. for the government. Uh, they, I mean, there's a police, an RCMP investigation. Sure, they brought they brought in the legislation and said, oh, we won't touch the green belt. Well, we've heard that before. Uh, but all along com- comes a, a backbench MPP, NDP MPP who puts out a post post on ex-former on uh, Twitter. And she says that – and she's known for her pro-Palestinian uh, position. Well, that's, that's fine. Okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. so be it. But she puts out a post that says – you know says how terrible it has been for the palestinian people and this is a day day after that the uh, hamas has attacked israel she doesn't even mention that in her post well of course this gives the the conservative party now she's a convenient foil for the conservative party they change the channel immediately how dare Sarah Jama do this? And, you know, she should be, you know, kicked out of caucus. He called for Styles, the leader, to kick her out of caucus. And uh, and and all of a sudden, we're not talking about the Green Belt anymore. We're talking about Sarah Jama and her pro-Palestinian you know, views. Well, quite frankly, who cares about her pro-Palestinian views? Uh, this isn't Ottawa. This isn't foreign affairs. This is the you know this is the provincial government and so all of a sudden it it's all about her and not about what we should be talking about and that's the government's attempt to feather the nest of developers and give basically turnover more than eight billion probably 10 billion dollars worth of land for them to develop but no she came along and did that and right rightly I can't blame for Ford. Ford. It's good politically for, uh, for for him for seizing on this. Mm-hmm. And look what's happened. It, it, you know, instead of the boom, 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 every day, the government being hammered over a green belt, it's now about the NDP trying to defend Sarah Jama's views. Uh, it's it's bizarre. <laughs> it really
1: is. And, and I know that, if, okay, say, so, well, wait a second. She might have a point. That's That's not the point. Uh, her views on this I I'm I'm not gonna say are irrelevant, but I mean uh people in the Hamilton area know Sarah Jammer for quite some time. She is a an activist, as I guess is maybe one way to put it. Uh she's been very active. She's anti-police, anti-government, anti-all sorts of things. And and that's that's her track record. And and okay, fine. Notwithstanding all of that, she got the NDP nomination for Hamilton Center when Andrea Horvath resigned and she won the by-election. And uh some friends of ours who covered that suggested that, well, she's NDP. anybody who was put the NDP on their name, was going to get elected in the Hamilton Center. That's all they, they elect in that particular part of town. So she's got the position. She's already uh, made some controversial remarks when she first got, was was elected and and took her seat in the Ontario legislature. Uh, and, and there was a, a murmur of, of outrage at that time. But you're absolutely right. This is a classic situation here of Doug Ford and the Conservatives trying to change the channel. And this is a gift to Ford, I mean, you know, he was going down the toilet in the in the approval ratings here in the province because of the Green Belt, and with each uh, subsequent, uh, you know, report that came out from the Auditor General, from the Ethics Commissioner, yada yada yada, that yeah, that this guy screwed up, and they they could have done something wrong. And the cherry on top was when the RCMP said we're going to investigate now the possibility of criminal charges. I don't know if it could get any worse for Doug Ford, and then all of a sudden he says, "Look over here, look what she's doing. This is outrageous." And have you noticed that? In the last five days since he's doing this, his popularity's back up again. In other words, people have forgotten about the Green belt and they shouldn't oh, how, how they could is beyond me I mean the, the
0: man and his government is facing a, a a criminal investigation that God knows where it'll go. I'm not saying one way or the other, but he is under the government is under investigation is you know I mean that alone is should keep that on the front burner every day. For the opposition, they should just be hammering that. But no, sarajama comes along, and she doesn't. She's not retracted that post. She actually pinned it, so it's right up in her uh, post or her uh, site that that post. She's basically thumbing her nose at certainly Doug Ford, but not only that, she's the leader of her own party. Does Sarah Jama think for one minute, if she ran for a, as an independent, that she would have won that riding? She ran under the NDP banner and was elected under such. And, to, you know, and now she's, she's not listening. She's not listening to her own leader. Styles should have said, you know, you've got 24 hours to take that down, which she didn't. Or you're gone.
1: And, and she and did, she issue, and she also things. said, "I want you to issue an apology." Well, she did, quote unquote, apologize. I use air quotes here. Uh She did not apologize for what she said. She just said, "I apologize if you're offended by it." Well, too bad. So sad. That's that's not that's that's a politician's apology, right? Yeah, it's never been an apology. Yeah, Bill, I, I'm sorry if I've offended
0: you. You know, well, what does that mean? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, the thing is that she, she's a uh you know she might be an activist and God bless her for that but if she wanted if she wanted to get into foreign policy and stuff like that, she should have ran federally but no she she brings this baggage along with her to the provincial legislature and now it's. Thrown her whole party into disarray. They they're having to apologize for her. They don't know what to do with her. She suddenly disappeared. She her her uh, constituency office isn't open. It, it's a mess, and it for no for no good reason. She, she should have she should have taken it down and listened to her leader because that's the way you know that it goes provincially and otherwise. And it, in Ontario, we look after health care. Education and social programs. We don't do foreign affairs. And that's what she's trying to blend the two. And now she stepped right into it and just handed Doug Ford and his government
1: a gift. I mean, wrapped with a ribbon. There's a couple of things happening here, that, and, and from the political standpoint. And again, uh, as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, I don't want to conflate these two. Sarah Jamma's opinion on this is, is another issue. And, and you know, and look, at if you're the MPP from, you know, breakneck Alberta and you've got somebody, go ahead, have your own opinions. Uh, but, you know, if you're in a provincial legislature, as you say, there are some guidelines and guardrails and it's really up to the party leader to enforce those. And you've been around for politics for forever and a day and you've seen this happen. Uh, you know, when when some of the people from the extreme right started to get a little mouthy about some of the views uh, about uh, reopening the abortion debate, for instance, and things of this nature, Stephen Harper shut them down and said, think what you want, but I'm the captain here, and we're not going to have that discussion in our caucus, and we're certainly not going to have it in Parliament. Uh, it's happened with other leaders, too. I mean, you you remember a long time ago when John Nunziata started speaking out against John Kretchen, uh, he was gone. Boom, you're out of the party, buddy. Uh, when Garth Turner uh, got elected under the Harper government and started being critical of some of the gut policies as, as Garth told me, he says, I went to work the next day and he says, my office was down beside the boiler room in the basement. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I guess what they're looking for from Marit Styles here is, are you running this party or is she, I mean, are you just going to have a bunch of free thinkers or do you have guidelines here? Uh, in other words, that are going to stay within the identity of the NDP? and I'm not so sure who's calling the shots there now.
0: Well, I, it's, you know, it's, it's too bad that Styles didn't didn't pull the plug on her because I don't think this will be the last we hear of Sarah John. She is so. an activist, and it's going to cause her party no end of grief. Quite frankly, if if I'd been if I'd been Styles, I would have seen the opportunity to get rid of a loose cannon and and you know send her send her off into independent uh, oblivion. But no. They stuck by her and, you know, you got to say she's sticking by her team. But this isn't the end. That's just I'm telling you, this is not the end of the grief that she's going to cause that party for no good reason. And she brought the spotlight is on her and her party instead of across the aisle at the conservative party that tried to pull a fast one and
1: got caught. No. A couple of things about this too. And, and I wanted you to comment about this because uh it's a majority government. Apparently, they're going to introduce legislation to have her <clears> censured, <throat> which essentially means that she's not going to be recognized by the speaker during question period and things of this nature. And she won't be able to introduce legislation. Well, I don't think she was ever going to anyway. And I don't know that she was ever going to speak during question period anyway. So it's it's really it's it's much ado about nothing. It's a nothing burger. And if it, it's gonna pass because they have a majority, and, and Ford's gonna say, okay, you know, we're gonna get her censored nothing big deal it, it, it's immaterial uh but what it's done is it gives them more oxygen to start talking about this as opposed to this very controversial piece of legislation that uh, that Paul Calandria uh I think he's the minister this week I mean they keep firing them because of some of the stuff that's going on here uh but about the green belt because remember they said okay yeah we made a mistake which was quite an abode face. But I mean, you know, they're reading the tea leaves in the public opinion. But the legislation that they've introduced here basically says, okay, we're not going to do this much anymore. But the more important part is, is they're not liable to this. In other words, these developers that are going to lose a ton of money can't go after the government and they can't be charged. I mean, this is basically... Uh, uh, putting up a wall around this and say Doug Ford can't be charged. Uh, none of these guys are going to be charged. Can you write legislation like that, that that says that that we're above the law now and we're above ethics? Well, it's a presidential pardon, essentially. Yeah.
0: Sorry for all the things you did, but you don't have to worry about because we'll look after you. And, and don't, all come all after don't come
1: looking after us. Don't come after looking after
0: developers and 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 you know greasing greasing you know the skids of developed in that particular protected area, it, this should, again, the oxygen bill should be with that. Mm -hmm. Not Sarah Jama, who's, like I say, a backbench MPP that other than Hamilton, and now everybody knows about her. She's caused, she's caused their party no end of grief for no particular reason on a subject that she had no, business really even stepping into you you know with a provincial party should look to the federal party and S- Singh took a particular position that's what the position should have been provincially because that's the way the NDP works mm-hmm. it's it's exasperating if I was in the NDP I would just be complete completely exasperated and i know some of wa- some of them wanted her gone but it didn't happen so this is going to you know this this legislation's going to be passed you know telling her she can't do anything basically or can't do her job and there's going to be more stories about that it's going to go on and on and on the channel has been changed now the effort is to changing it back and it's not going to be easy.
1: Well, especially because I think a lot of people that were looking for some leadership from Margaret Stows here don't see that. She's basically just kind of backed off and said, you know, I don't want to get my hands dirty on this. Uh, the liberals are still waiting to elect a leader. Uh, that's not going to happen until, uh, what, another five, six weeks, I guess, when they finally get around to doing something like that. So where where is the, quote unquote, opposition in Queen's Park right now? Uh, where are the checks and balances against the Ford government? you know, you got to keep in mind that when you look at this whole thing and all these investigations that have gone on about the initial Greenbelt decision that Ford said, okay, I'm going to hand this over to the developers. It wasn't the opposition that uncovered that. It was the media. Uh, You know, it was the hard work by the Toronto Star, Global News, and and the Narwhal, some of the folks that are hanging around Queen's Park all the time, that they're the ones that dug all this stuff up. Uh, The opposition were caught flat-footed on here. They didn't know anything about it. This This only works, whether it's federal government, provincial government, it only works if there is a strong opposition. And and I don't mean to oppose everything, but I mean to analyze the legislation that's coming forward and to talk about the ramifications of it. And those guys, the liberals and the NDP, were asleep at the wheel during this whole thing.
0: Well, for her credit, though, Bill, I've got to give some credit to Stiles. It was them who asked for the uh, auditor general to investigate this,
1: but that was after the reporting came out from the star. That was Rob Benzie and a oh couple no, of other no, votes. I no, I gr- no, I agree with you.
0: But you know, at least they listened, they read it, and listened to it, yeah. and you know, paid attention to it. And and she was the one that asked for it and got it, and we saw the report thereof. So but she she got a lot of brownie points for doing that, but it, it's all gone up in smoke. Now we've got, we've got basically a hapless opposition that's both liberal and NDP, with a government that loves to bully people. That's that's the other thing. I you know this what Sarah Jama did give the give Ford an opportunity to do what he does best, and that's bully people. And that's what he's doing here with her. her you know, censor, censorship uh, bill. I mean that it's it's that's classic classic Ford. But all the good things that NDP did in terms of digging up more and getting the Auditor General in there to dig it out the, uh, the, and re- give a great report in terms of, you know, detailed report about the, the malfeasance, if you will, of what went on there. And now it's all for naught. The, the only thing that's good, you know, the only thing that's going to bring this really back on the table, Bill, is is the NDP um, or not the NDP, RCMP, I should say. RCMP investigation. That's what's going to bring this all back again.
1: Uh you know we've seen this. You covered it before, of course. That was the gas plant scandal under the the McGinty government, uh, which was passed on, and and there were charges laid, and, and you know heads rolled as a result of that. I don't think anybody did jail time, but I mean, uh, it it did get pretty ugly as that thing rolled on. Do you see it going to that extent with this? From what we know so far, anyway.
0: Oh, I think this. You know, I, I nobody liked. You know, we Toronto Star reported. Again and again and again on the gas plant. Believe me, we went after that hard. Mm -hmm. But that was a billion-dollar boondoggle bill, which is horrible in itself. But we're, we're looking at something that was probably upwards of $10 billion to actually aid and abet people who give money to the Conservative Party. I don't think it gets much worse than that.
1: And then they did benefit from that. I mean, I know some of the, the supporters of the Ford government are simply saying, well, he, he didn't really benefit. So what's the big deal here? The party did. These guys handed out huge checks. And as a result, it's, as 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 we started seeing some of the investigation in Bonnie Lissick's report, as the Auditor General's report at the time, basically said they had a party. Uh, you know, it was, a, I guess, for his daughter's wedding. And basically, everybody that went there and gave a check got it. It's OK, what piece of land do you want? It, it was it was like a giveaway, basically. And, and you know, that was that that was your entry in there. How big a check are you going to give? I mean, that's that's the worst element of politics that we could ever see. And you'd like to think, I don't care what your political affiliation is, is that that's not how government runs. Well, that's how he's been doing things since he got into office, whether it was Ron Taverner or whether it was a number of other things that he's tried to do. It's basically, OK, I got the big job now, guys. Uh, who wants what? And uh, that's not the way you're supposed to govern. And McGinney got his, his knuckle slapped for that uh and certainly ford's going to right now uh we don't know how long that's going to take i mean obviously they're going to come back with some sort of a report don't know if there's going to be charges laid. i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but what i do want to ask you and i know we're still at least more than two years away from the next provincial election more than that i guess uh, does this signify that doug ford's got, this is going to be his last term in office is he going to step aside after this he's pissed off the people that's financed him financed his run to get there. He's pissed off just about every municipality now by saying, I'm you can't do this. I'm shrinking the size of your council. Uh you guys can't have regional government anymore. And by the way, I'm extending the urban boundary so those developers uh can go and build there, even if it's not in the green belt. Uh you know, Hamilton, you can't tell people where you're going to build. We're going to do it for you. Uh he's he's made a lot of enemies.
0: He has, but when you've got a weak opposition, and we're certainly seeing it now, God knows, he might, he might, like you said, the he he's he's got a he's got a whole new breath or a lung full of oxygen, quite frankly, with what's going on. And maybe this is, you know, put more wind in his sails. I, I don't know. I kind of thought that he might pull the plug. But right now, you said his stocks going up. I saw that. And I, I just scratched my head and I thought, what do you have to do before the you know the public will you know, stand up and say, enough's enough. I mean, all my years, I never seen anything that, you know, that I don't have bordered on corruption, but it certainly had all the appearance of corruption in my career. I've never seen it so in your face as this as this Greenbelt situation was. Like he thought, he really thought he could drive that through and not pay for it because he's for it, and I can do what
1: I want. Well, as he's doing with the highways, the two highway projects, too, uh, that that he's apparently still bound and bent that he wants to go forward on. Uh, it's it's all about strong opposition. And and by and large, Badger, the people get that, don't they? I mean, you know, they did not like the way that he handled COVID. Uh, he was down to the dumps. He had one of the lowest approval ratings of any premier in Ontario for the last hundred years during COVID. And everybody thought, well, he's done for next election. But I guess they looked around at the alternatives. And it was Stephen Del Duca and Andrea Horvath, and they said, no, nope, sorry. At least that's the devil we know. And and he got reelected with an even larger majority. Until somebody stands up and says, I'm going to take the reins here, I've got some solutions. And I don't see that happening. I don't know who the liberal leader is going to be. It seems to me, it may be Bonnie Crombie, but, you know, it's it'd be a fool's game to try to make that prediction now because of the way those things work. But but is there going to be any alternative to, to uh, an Ontario voter who says, I've had enough of this kind of crap. I want something else. I, there aren't too many options here. Well, Bonnie Crombie, I think,
0: I think Bonnie Crombie will be the next leader of that, that uh, party. I don't think, and I, it's, what she has going for her, she gets under his skin for some reason. And that's great for an opposition leader. And So I, 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 I'd be flabbergasted if she doesn't win. You know, she's, you know, so far ahead of the other, uh, the other, you know, what two have already pulled out and supported her. And she's, she's far ahead in support of the of the remaining uh, candidates. So, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Andrea Horvath. I think Andrea would have kicked her out. You know, I I think Styles made a, a. I'm talking about Sarah Jemmett. Yeah. Right. I, I think she would have booted her. And I Styles made a huge mistake by not. Because she hasn't retracted it, yeah, that she gave a half-hearted apology, you know, that's worth about a buck fifty or a coffee at Tim Hortons. But she hasn't retracted it. In fact, she stuck it up and said, "I'm, I'm keeping this up in my my you know my post, and it, whether you like it or not, and it's and she knows she has to know." The impact and the negative impact she's doing, you know, having on her party. But I, I, it seems to me that's, you know, that, you know, very typical of how she's acted in the past that she really doesn't give a darn except about her anything about her views.
1: Well, it's it's not over. And as you say, if this legislation it's going to be introduced at Queens Park. Uh, I guess there'll be some debate on that. We, as I say, we already know it's going to pass because they have a majority government. But how do the opposition leaders respond to this? I mean, this is really where you get to to show what you got when it comes to leadership or potential leadership right now. And uh, and you're right. I mean, she, she got some good marks for being relentless about the green belt uh, in the legislature during question period and scored some pretty good points as far as that was concerned. Uh, but you got to wonder about, you know, can you handle your own caucus? That's really what it comes down to. And this is going to happen to everybody. You know, every prime minister, every premier, just about every province, there's always going to be some people that are going to try to ruffle people's feathers and say something outrageous. But as as was put in the proper context, these comments that the JAMA made about what's happening, the, the tragedy that's going on in Gaza these days was one thing. But I mean, this is not the first time. She's only been in office a few months and she's already got her knuckles wrapped for some comments she made that were basically calling police Nazis uh the way that they handled demonstrators and the way that they handled people with with differing opinions and she was asked to apologize for that and we and again she issued the nothing apology you know well sorry if you're offended by that but she's and those are her views and that's fine but if you're going to be in public life and especially if you be in a party situation in other words that's the team uh there have to be some guardrails and there have to be some rules and if you don't want to play by the rules that your leader sets then you probably shouldn't be in that party
0: Well, Bill, I've got something here. The the Toronto Sun columnist uh, dug this up. A deleted poster of of, uh, Sarah Jama's. This is typical of the outrageous things she has said in the past. Police in Ontario have a record, record of arbitrarily killing babies. Black, Indigenous, racialized, disabled civilians brackets, many of whom are Muslims, and those who are in crisis. That's that's what she's posted in the past. It's completely crazy, completely outrageous. And that's what she's brought with her to the legislature.
1: Well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and I think a lot of Ontarians are concerned, this is on March Styles right now. Sarah Jama is Sarah Jama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't anticipate she's going to change. Uh, and, you know, it's up to the NDP right now. What do you want to do about this? Uh, is, is that going to be the face of, of your provincial party? Is that the attitude that you want people to have? Is that the picture of what the NDP in Ontario stand for these days? And I, I don't know that she can answer that truthfully. Uh, and, and until she can do that and stand up to her own caucus, uh, you got to ask yourself, Is that does she really have what it takes to be the leader of a party? I mean, there's some pretty difficult times coming up. and And we already saw what kind of a leader Doug Ford is. Uh, and he's done some good things, as we said, I'm not trying to, you know, candy coat this, but, you know, he he brought labor into the PC party, never thought we'd see that in our lifetimes. Uh, but he did it by writing big checks and promising jobs. And that's always a good way to get attention. And that's all well and good. But look at the way that he's actually handling government in the worst scenario, from all the way back to movies like Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Uh, whenever you see a movie about political corruption, invariably, it's about some politician who takes advantage of their position to benefit himself or his buddies. And we always look at that and say, that's terrible. Well, it's happening right in front of us. And, and five days after it's not on the front page of the newspaper anymore, all of a sudden, people seem to have forgotten. And his popularity is right back up where it was six months ago.
0: Well, it's... <clears throat> It, it means you know and it's, uh, it's often been the case. Uh, it happened many years ago with uh, when the liberals won in New Brunswick, and they they won everything but one seat or something like that. So the the media became the official opposition. Yeah, and and that's what that's what's happening now. I mean, it's the media that's digging up things, and and telling telling listeners and readers that uh, what's what's going on there and the the inside story like you said it was it was the media that it, newspapers and others that revealed what was going on in the green belt so it, it it'll come back to that again we're it'll be the media will be the public will look to the media hopefully to see what's going on to understand what's happening at queen's park because the certainly the opposition is not doing its job mark styles is Will certainly be under question now because she didn't deal with Sarajama. So that's that's going. You know, they they could let's put it this way, Bill. If she had de- dealt with her and kept the kept the you know her boot on the throat of the conservative government, she might have had a chance, Bill, the next mm-hmm. election.
1: Yep, but you got to clean up your own backyard before but, you start but going after. I, I
0: would say. She's lost that opportunity. I know it's still a long ways off, but I think this has really hurt her, uh, her position, quite frankly.
1: And it's uh, just, a, I we got to put a wrap on this, but I mean, it's getting more and more difficult for people in the media, like the star and the narwhal and and, and others, to do this because uh, because of the cutbacks in the media. But that's a topic for another day. And cool. I'd love to sit down with you and we'll get into that, and we will in a future podcast. Uh, Richard, as always, thanks so much for this. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Okay, Bill, thanks again. Take care, Richard Brennan, of course, uh, who covered Queens Park and uh, the federal scene. We're going to talk about that in just a little while too, uh, here on the Bill Kelly Podcast. That's it for this edition of the Bill Kelly Podcast. Thanks for listening, and by the way, thanks for subscribing too. As always, we welcome your comments and your suggestions. Uh, you can reach us on YouTube, Facebook, on Twitter, or X if you prefer, Instagram, or uh, you can reach us at This Is Bill Kelly and subscribe to the Substack too, and we'll get some information out to you on a daily basis. Until next time, I'm Bill Kelly. Take care. This podcast was brought to you by Rebecca Wizens and her team at Wizens Law. Rebecca Wizens is a 20-time winner of the Hamilton Reader's Choice Awards for their exceptional client care and legal practice specializing in personal injury, car accidents, accidental falls, and Wilson Estates. Now, if you or a loved one have been seriously injured or if you want to make sure that your family is taken care of for the future with the will and powers of attorney, call Rebecca Wizens 905-522-1102 for a free consultation. When life happens, you can rely on Rebecca Wizen's and Wisenz Law. And trust me, Rebecca is my wife. I don't know what I'd do without her. That's Wisenz Law, 905-522-1102 for a free consultation. Subscribe to my Substack for timely news updates and commentary straight to your inbox. Let's keep the conversation going. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Let me know what you think we should be talking about next by contacting me through my website at www.billkelly.co. Thanks for tuning in. This is Bill Kelly. Till next time, take care.